Hi everyone, welcome to GradCast, the official radio show and podcast for the Society of Graduate Students here at Western. I'm your host, uh, Yusuf, and I'm joined here with... Reese Patterson. Awesome, and today our hosts are our commissioners. Uh, we had, uh, the previous episode also had a couple of commissioners, the Racial Equity Commissioner, uh, Denise, and also... Um, uh, Francesca, who is our uh, Gender Concerns Commissioner. This time we have Shannon Carnahan, who's doing her Masters of Library and Information Science, and she is our Pride Commissioner. Genevieve, Genevieve Barber, who's doing her Masters of Applied Health Sciences, who's our um, Indigenous Commissioner. And finally, we have our Accessibility Commissioner, Elizabeth Moller, who's doing her PhD in Occupational Sciences. So welcome everybody to our show. Thank you. Thank you for awesome. having us. Yay. Yay. And as I said, GradCast is totally cat friendly. We love cats. So <laughs> nice to see cats. Um, so welcome. And um, would you like to share with us a bit about your background and how you came to be interested in the commissioner roles that you are in? So first, if... Shannon, would you like to go first? Yeah. Hi, uh, this has been my first year at Western University. I'm originally from Saskatchewan. Um, I did my undergrad in English and Women's and Gender Studies at the University of Saskatchewan. Um, I have a background as a volunteer for uh, the Students uh, Union Pride and Women's Centers at the University of Saskatchewan. Um, and also as an LGBTQIA organization um, in Saskatoon called Out Saskatoon, um, where I did a bunch of volunteer work. Um, I also did uh, peer assisted learning at the University of Saskatchewan. Um, I got involved on the SOGS uh, Discord server as a way to connect with other uh, university students while we're trying to be socially distanced. And on there, um, I was told that the, the position of pride commissioner was open and that they had had received no applicants for it. Um, a few other people expressed interest, but they weren't comfortable being outed publicly. So uh, I was the only person who was okay with being publicly out. So I volunteered to become the pride commissioner. Awesome. And uh, so we'll unpack a lot more of that in a bit. Elizabeth, go ahead. You are our Accessibility Commissioner. Sure, thank you, uh, Yusuf. And uh, I'm really excited to be in this role. I've, I'm a newbie to the team, although I guess I'm a newbie that's also an old bee. So I was the Accessibility Commissioner in 2010, 2011, and then I, when I was doing my master's, and then I came back and uh, was invited to apply for the role um, and have been in the role only a couple of months so since January. I'm really excited. The Commissioner team is really strong this year. I'm really excited to work with everyone. And um, I think part of what interests me in this role and why I'm excited and passionate about it is I am a student who has experiential knowledge of disability and uh, I've done a lot of work in higher education and disability. So I'm excited to bring that lens to the table, but also really um, excited about the opportunities to work intersectionally with other commissioners across the board. And I think one of the things that I'm most excited about for this year is um, being able to 
think about ways to be virtually accessible and inclusive while we're all uh, socially or physically distancing, but socially coming together. Awesome. Wow. Um, Genevieve. Hi, everybody. Um, so background. I, I already forgot your question. <laughs> background. So I'm a nurse for about eight, nine years now. Um, been uh, in Montreal practicing nursing. And um, this is my second uh, master's. My previous one is in nursing, where I've um, done in at the Basque University. And it's my first year as well, like uh, Shannon in Western University. Um, as a nurse, I've had um, a lot of experience uh, working with indigenous population. Uh, when I worked up north uh, in Manitoba, um, so there I had more like community engagement and community programs and also after school programs with uh, the kids and the students. Um, then I became a clinical um, instructor at McGill uh, University where I got more um, experience and exposure uh, and supporting uh, students who are Indigenous as well. So I built my, my interest um, helping out for the advocacy and um, education equality for indigenous population. And when I saw that uh, there was vacancy also for the position of indigenous commissioner, then nobody was applying as well. So I've, I've um, volunteered uh, for the position similar as Shannon. Um, yeah, that's mostly it for me. Maybe I wanna ask a bit of a follow-up because I saw some something uh, similar in uh, in what's been said. Um, so you mentioned that there was some difficulty in getting volunteers uh, for some of these positions. Why do you think that may be the case? And how do you think we can improve that situation and really have more people involved and participate and you know, if there's an election, there are like seven people running and there's more competition. How do we improve that? Um, sure. um, so for me, everything was brand new. I didn't have much information of what was uh, the roles of commissioner. Um, I just jump into it. Um, so maybe for future references, other people would be more engaged if uh, they have more background to what commissioner does, what SOGs are really like, and um, what would the job entail? Because uh, being a grad student, you know that you have a lot of commitments already. So you don't know how to balance those out if you don't exactly know what the job description is for a commissioner. Awesome. And an excellent point. I can I can maybe just sort of tack on to that. I think um, like I I took the role on sort of halfway through this semester, um, but I think one of the things about the commissioner roles is um, I don't think that they're well known um, outside of maybe council. So getting the word out, you know, a little bit more broadly could help. Um, but I also wonder, sometimes I think about because it's so open, people maybe don't know what they're getting into. I don't know that we all know what we're getting into um, when they sign up or think about applying. So maybe people, I wonder if they're a little bit nervous because they don't know exactly what their role entails. It's not like just sort of like a, a job description. So people are, are a little bit hesitant to apply. And then I think the third piece to that um, 
is that there is a degree um, of outing that um, can happen in these positions. So um, myself, I'm happy to share my experiential knowledge around disability, um, but not everybody is comfortable talking about their own um, situation and perhaps not as comfortable in, in being in a, in a public uh, way that outs them, I guess. Not to say that that has to happen, but I think it can. And so perhaps I wonder if that's why people are a little bit nervous to step forward uh, into those positions. I can definitely relate to that. Um, like, as I said previously, uh, there were a handful of other people who expressed interest in the role of pride commissioner, but none of them were, were comfortable being outed publicly. So that's, that was like a huge barrier. So um, I, I also didn't really know anything about the, the position being brand new to Western. Um, and brand new to, to grad school as well. Uh, so um, being uh, willing to, to, to be a little bit known is, is definitely an asset in getting um, positions like this. And another reason why I don't think there was like a whole lot of applicants is because of the condition of the world right now. Um, the, the pandemic has added a huge layer of stress onto everyone and impacts their uh, ability to get out and organize and their ability to go out and, and find community organizations. Yeah. Wow. Well, first, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Uh, that means that we have a lot more work to do to make things a lot more accessible to begin with in terms of just the application process. Uh, I know when I first got contacted by a commissioner, I was like, am I in trouble? The commissioner is contacting me, I must be in trouble. I didn't, it wasn't me, was my reaction, but I learned that's just an advocacy position. But yeah, Reese, do you have any questions? Um, yeah, so uh, I think everybody, just in SOGS in general, I think everybody knows SOGS based on the fact that it runs the grad club and the grad club is a favorite place for every single grad student on campus for sure. Um, if you were to, um, if you were to kind of sell your position a little bit, like what's the time commitment? Like, do you, do you enjoy what you do? What is the best part about being a SOGS commissioner and representing Western? Um, what I really enjoy about this, position is um, it gives me another opportunity to continue with community development uh, career work, even if it has been online in my experience. Uh, like my previous work, I like to, to organize fun events for people to get together. Um, and then also uh, to hold discussion groups where we can talk about uh, culture, how we fit into culture, and some of the problematic parts about our culture. Um, and kind of get a better sense of what people in the community want out of their community and of their organizations. Um, for example, we held a, an online virtual discussion group where it was, I, we started with a very broad thing talking about uh, queer representation in media. And then um, we got to talk about the things that we enjoy in the media we found, things that we don't enjoy in the media that we found. And then also just generally asking them, it's like, well, what do you think of some of the previous uh, events that have been held? 
in, in your undergrad or in your grad life. And we had an excellent discussion how um, some undergrad organizations, their events tend to focus too much on sexuality and um, a, too much on bar culture. And we kind of discussed how like, okay, not all of us like really want to go out and spend a lot of money on alcohol and none of us want to really get involved in hookup culture. We want organizations where we can kind of connect as a, as a more mature community and, and show our, our, the other sides of our personalities um, in that kind of, and in, in, in an LGBT inclusive environment. Yes, grad students are very tired. All we're doing is just working and studying. The last thing that we want to do is go, it's, it, there's a very, very, very large divide between, I find, and to bounce off your idea, there's a huge divide between undergraduate and graduate clubs, like uh, maturity level, right? Like we've already done kind of like the partying, we've done the, we've done the bars, we've done the 12 bars of Christmas and we've gone to Barney's and we've done Jack's and we've done all that. Well, obviously this, this means nothing to you because you haven't gone to, <laughs> you haven't yeah. gone out. <laughs> But when you, uh, when everything clears up, definitely go to Barney's and have a Caesar. That is my recommendation for everybody. Yeah. That's one of the things is I tried moving, like I, I tried moving to London, hoping the pandemic would calm down, <laughs> but it didn't calm down as quickly as I hoped it would. So after this, we've got so many plans. Everyone wants to go on like a, a craft beer tasting tour. Oh. So we're like, we're, we're making like bunches of big plans for as soon as the pandemic's over. <laughs> I like it, Shannon. I'm going to crash your party. I love tastings of anything. Even do it. There's been talk of getting a bouncy castle. Oh, okay. I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) As soon as you have said the words bouncy and castle in the same sentence, I'm in. As we talk about mature grad students, you know, I mean, (laughs) bouncy castle, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think what makes me excited about the role, um, is the ability to make a difference, whether it's listening to your constituents by having, you know, an informal peer support night or meeting with someone one-on-one just to say, uh, you're not alone and we're going to do our best to walk this together, whatever this is. Um, and I think that ability to, to make a difference, um, is, is really impactful, especially, uh, during the pandemic, but, you know, even after, um, and I think the other thing, what I get out of it is it's, it's a great opportunity per, opportunity as a grad student professionally, like you're connecting with other students outside of your program, you're connecting potentially with senior leadership and administration. So you are, you know, you are gaining opportunities that you wouldn't, at least for myself, I wouldn't gain if I was just, you know, working on my own thesis work. Um, so that's been, that's been invaluable to me. Um, and I can't forget number three. It's fun. Like who doesn't want to come on the Gradcast and talk about bouncy castles and beer tastings or have an awesome movie night, which um, is something I know a lot of commissioners are doing. So yay. Um, and also just, you know, the, the informal kind of chats that happen, um, you know, outside of SOGS meetings. So I think that those are my three. There's definitely, depending on the department, um, I find that there's a little bit of a divide between grad students. Like you have the the senior grad students, the, the PhDs that are well seasoned to the department and then newbies, the fresh meat that comes in and you kind of feel lost. And 
no one's really kind of like helping one another. Obviously you have your lab and you have, I, I mean, it's different for every department, but in my department, at least like there's labs and there's little clusters of people and yeah, we're welcoming, but it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to do my work and I'm going to, you're, I'm going to sit over here. You're going to go over there and we're going to go our separate ways and um, joining something like this, like GradCast or even SOGS, um, like as a commissioner, even in more of an advanced role, you're connecting and you're being friendly and you're creating friendships and making the most of your time at Western, which is a fantastic thing, definitely to take advantage of the student life for as long as possible. <laughs> I think one last thing I would like to add on those amazing points that both of you have mentioned, well, all of you have mentioned, is just, um, I guess one last thing is, I'm being a commissioner, I got to uh, meet a lot of people that are also very passionate of advocacy and leadership and the roles basically and it's quite inspiring like um this uh, students that i would have not met otherwise or would have had the chance to meet them but won't meet them in a platform where they can voice out their concerns voice out their like passion for uh justice and equity I guess um yeah so I think SOGS has a really good safe environment and platform for that yeah um yes Shannon go ahead yeah to also build up on what everyone has said um working in the commissioner role it's an excellent way to meet people who are wonderfully inclusive who do who only want to help people. So it's, and for a person like me who has a fair amount of social anxiety, I love going to, to volunteer positions because you get to meet the best people and are just, who are just wonderfully accepting of new people. So it's another plus to doing this kind of work is great social connections. That's yep. really nice to hear. I guess I have some specific questions for all three of you that are related as well. So for example, Elizabeth, uh, I know you've been working a lot on closed captioning, uh, making the council a lot more inclusive, having some training sessions. Would you like to tell us a bit about that? Sure, thank you. Um, so one of the things that uh, I've been working on is getting captioning at our monthly meetings. So basically captioning is writing at the bottom of the screen that basically says exactly what is being said. And so um, we tried at our council meeting to have just the, the live captioning that Zoom offers on, um, which is sort of automated. And then for our AGM, for the first time we had a live captioner. So it was a real person typing out everything that was said. And it was really good. I think um, I got some feedback even for people that don't live with hearing disability that it was helpful for them to be able to okay. see visually what was being said. Um, so we're working on that. We've also started to roll out some accessibility training. We had our first one yesterday um, for commissioners and executive um, with Melanie Stone, who works for the City of London, and that's going really well. Um, and in addition, you know, I think a, another big thing that I'm, I'm helping organize is uh, peer support nights for undergrads and grads, and that's been super fun as well. Awesome. And that's really, really nice to hear, actually, that there was feedback from people who uh, 
just still thought it was a positive thing and having that culture that, you know, this is a human rights kind of thing and not just like, oh, who, whoever wants it could have it or something like that. That's much better. Uh, so Genevieve as well, I know that you've been working with uh, Francesca, our Gender Concerns Commissioner, uh, on uh, some an event for, for March uh, with a speaker. Could you tell us a bit about that as well? Yeah, um, there's another event this week, so I'll, <laughs> can I speak with <laughs> about that as well? Sure, yeah, absolutely. So um, this one is about um, a screening for a video, a documentary on um, murder, um, Indigenous MMWI, so missing and murder of Indigenous women. There, I got it. <laughs> um, so that's and girls. Um, but this one's gonna be um, a screening on Thursday. Um, there's a short, very short documentary that would just highlight some awareness on this unfortunate um, ongoing um, events and situations here in Canada. Um, for the one uh, that you've asked me, Joseph, that's, um, I believe that's in two weeks. Um, where we're going to have um, a speaker from ANOVA who's going to um, talk about more uh, gender-based violence or how it is for women um, during this pandemic, um, their challenges and um, any other experience that women or students have uh, during this pandemic. It's going to be um, streamed live in uh, Facebook. Awesome. And Shannon, I wonder, you've had many events. What is the event that really, um, that you really enjoyed in particular or had an impact on you? Um, I, I really enjoyed our kind of intersectional screening of the death and life of Marsha P. Johnson. That was wonderful to get, um, to explore the intersectional film. And we talked about that on the last gradcast I was on. Um, and other events we really enjoyed, I really liked um, a, the discussion on queer representation in media that we had, um, and also around Christmas time, we had a screening of the movie The Prom um, with a bunch of people, and that was another another really fun thing. I, I like enjoy being able to like text and chat with the other people while, while we're screening the movie, because um, you kind of get that close as close of an experience you can get to being in the same room with people right now is, is just texting and chatting during the movie and I love doing that in real time because then you can pop in with like interesting facts or interesting opinions um and yeah so I think coming up we um are talking about having a study break event and we're going to call it the big gay study break um for for April and then um, I'm also hoping to uh, plan out more events in advance for the upcoming year, maybe get like a calendar going so that um, the other execs have the time to promote um, and prepare for the events in good time. We were, all, this has been the test year where we're all struggling to uh, figure out how this all works. So we've had to do things on like very short notice. So we're hoping to do more advanced planning in the future. This year has proved us to be extremely resourceful in these 
unprecedented times. That's the word of 2020 and 2021. That's just the, <laughs> the buzzword. <laughs> so, so I asked a question to Denise and and uh, Fran- Francesca, our other commissioners as well, um, what they thought about working all together with all commissioners. And I guess I wanted to know how your experience has been to work as a team, to have um, sort of collaborative work on intersectional issues um, and what that experience has been like for you. Um, yeah, the collaboration has been awesome. Everybody are very keen and helpful. Um, and I find each of this um, commissioner platforms are each commissioners represent not just a sole like silo issue, like each one is kind of intersectional. And uh, it's really important that it should be viewed that way and not like separately, because then we're actually then creating other subcategories for each commissioner. So yeah, having collaborative um, events and projects are definitely um, a really good experience for me and would love to then have further initiatives and project in this direction. Awesome. And what about you, Shannon? I've really enjoyed the, the intersectional um, work that we've done. It's awesome to get to work with other people and get other people's perspectives on things. Um, often because as a, a white settler Canadian, I feel kind of limited in my reach to uh, kind of speak out about um, racial issues um, because I don't want to speak for people. I don't have the um, kind of position to speak for. So it's awesome to get input from other people and and kind of, I think, integral to doing advocacy work. Yeah, yeah. I think all of you have done collectively amazing work. Elizabeth, how about you? How do you feel about? Uh, it's, um, it's really important for sure. And I think it's important for all the reasons that, the, that Jen and Shannon mentioned, but I think it's also important for our own well-being to know that we've got each other's backs, right? Like we're dealing with um, some very, um, complex issues and for those who experience those issues there's a lot of emotional labor that in, that is involved in doing the work we do and so I think one of the beautiful things about working together is is the interconnectedness and that we do have the ability to support one each other one another and lift each other up because I think that the carrying the load alone can be really difficult and so I think that's one of the beautiful things about opportunities to work together. Well, from one grad student to another, thank you for all the work that you do and representing and being the face and the representation of all of these roles. It Your work does not go unnoticed. We're very, very grateful. Every single grad student out there, for sure, uh, from all the events and, again, all of the, the community that we've created in, in the SOGS community, it's, it's definitely a definitely a fun place to be in a great way to be involved and make the most of our time at Western and our graduate studies for sure. So um, one question for you all, uh, we're almost at the end of our episode. So how can we get in contact with all of you if we have any questions or any follow-ups to this episode? 
Uh, you can email me at pride at sogs.ca. Uh, you can also, if you're on the uh, SOGS Discord, I post under the username Lollipop Dragon. Love it. Um, so you can contact me there. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Um, you can email me at accessibility at SOGS.ca. I'm not on Discord, but you are welcome to contact me on Twitter. I'm at Moeller, M-O-H-L-E-R-C or you can look me up on Facebook, Elizabeth Moeller. For me, my email is uh, indigenous at sogs.ca. I'm also in Discord sometimes, and my username is very easy. It's just Jen, G-E-N. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and I guess I also, I also want to thank all of you to be on our show. Uh, it's wonderful to have you and I hope we can have more episodes as well because we can continue in our conversations for as long as we want there's so much to chat about but thank you so much um, this has been Gradcast the official radio show and podcast of the Society of Graduate Students at Western University I've been your host Yusuf and my co-host was Reese. we've been speaking with Genevieve Shannon and Elizabeth. Um, and this episode was produced by me. If you would like to be involved with the show or get in contact with us, email us at gradcastradio at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Gradcast Radio. To listen to us, we are on the radio at CHR at Western Radio 94.9 FM. You can also find all of our episodes on our website at gradcast.ca or on podcast apps like Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Alternatively, select podcasts have been uploaded to YouTube at Gradcast Radio. Thank you for listening and have a terrific night.